Now, here are your hosts, Colin Likas and Jim Rosso. Welcome, everybody, to the U of I ROTC Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. I am Colin Likas, joined by Jim Rosso, Dave Leak. Welcome to the show tonight. Colin, thank you for welcoming me into the uh, studio. Yeah. And Dave Leak, thank you for turning my microphone on. I do appreciate <laughs> I, that. I just wanted to talk tonight. That's <laughs> really, the behind-the-scenes stuff is always always fun here. Oh, uh, hey, we're uh, you know you know what struck me most, Colin? We're about a month away from talking about IHSA finals mm-hmm. coming to town. How about that? Can That's it be right. that late already? It sure can, yeah. We've uh, we've been flying through this season. Uh, holiday tournaments feel like they're long in the past. Mm. Conference tournaments are even winding down. I was over at the Vermilion County Tournament for three days last week, boys and girls. Got to see the Salt Fork girls and the Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin boys win some titles inside a chilly David S. Palmer mm. Arena. And they were tearing it up to get the ice back out before I could even leave. <laughs> hey, the greatest thing about that tournament, as our high school confidential uh, kids tell us, is all three teams get to compete at one site. The girls' team, the boys' team, and the cheer teams, mm-hmm. which is a big deal in Vermilion County. That's right. And the uh, Salt Fork cheer team was victorious mm. in the cheer Let's competition. Storm. Bismarck second place, Westville third, I believe. I was uh, I was furiously typing away trying to write a story from the overtime thriller of a third place game between uh, Georgetown and Salt Fork in the boys tournament, um, but I did hear in the background the cheer competition going on. It was it was funny. The Salt Fork and the Bismarck girls all celebrated together. We're jumping <laughs> around at center court together. I don't think you I don't think you see that uh, in in basketball when the I don't think Armstrong or the Armstrong girls or the Westville boys were celebrating with the uh, with the Salt Fork girls or the Bismarck boys after the games. Got to love that Vermilion County tournament. Congrats to everybody involved. A great stay. And uh, Colin, you and uh, Robin Schultz got to spend some quality time in Danville. Yes, we sure did. Yeah, I'm uh, glad uh, glad to get out there as always, and uh, now I'm back in the office for a little bit anyway. Uh, next week on the show, you will have Jim Rosso, but mm. you'll have Matt Daniels as well because Let's I'm go. taking a little time off to uh, to go out of town. So, uh, yeah, enjoy my voice this week, or or you know, if you really hate my voice, then tune in next week because you won't have to hear it. We'll start taking bribes for athlete of the week. How about that with Colin <laughs> not here? No, not serious. Uh, right. we'll, we'll continue that tradition. We have another one to uh, honor at uh, the show, and we'll uh, we'll meet the Unity Star on Wednesday for the plaque presentation. That's right. Unity's Maddie Reed was our most recent winner. Who is the latest winner of our athlete of the week award from the U of I ROTC? Stick around to the end of the show and find out. But we are going to jump into our first interview segment of the show tonight. Glad to be joined over the phone now by two seniors from the Tuscola boys basketball team, Jalen Quinn and James Parsley. They've helped the team to a 17-4 and record, leading into a game tomorrow night against Arthur Christian. Guys, thanks for being part of the show this evening. Of course. Thank thanks for having us. And uh, Jalen, I'll start off with you. 17-4, and you guys are winners of the last three games. Uh, is this about where you thought the team was going to the season? Take me through kind of the assessments of, of how this team has performed so far and how you guys are feeling about the season. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I think uh, coming into the season, definitely we had high expectations. You know, we, we know we had a gr- good group coming back, and um, you know we spent a lot of time, uh, you know, preparing for you know for this season. So seventy and four, you know, sounds really good to us. But um, right now we're just working on the little kinks to get better, and you know, pushing each other to get better every day in practice. So um, you know, we, we like where we're at, but you know, we're we're looking to get better still. Now, James, I know uh, Coach Justin Bozart told me before the season started, I believe there were 10 returning players with some level of varsity experience from the previous season. How much has that helped you guys just kind of flow seamlessly into this season and just have success uh, with all that varsity experience you accumulated the previous year? Just having having that experience and depth has uh, really helped us, especially recently. We've had a couple of guys go down with injuries and – Having that extra depth has really helped us recently, and it allows us to uh, play more guys when we press and we get tired and just sub in and out of the rotation. So it's really helps a bunch. Now, uh, Jalen, your guys' schedule recently, uh, really always, pretty tough schedule as far as small school basketball goes, especially in this area. Uh, you know, recently a one point game against a, a good Saragorda Bement team. Then you guys won 
a Warren uh, against Warrensburg Latham in overtime last Friday. Uh, just take us through uh, from the inside perspective how tough this schedule has been and what it's been like battling through all these difficult opponents like the Gary 21st Century team out of Indiana, like Monticello, like Paxton Buckley Lotus, St. Joseph Ogden. That was supposed to happen, but ultimately didn't. Uh, Unity, opponents like that. What it's been like battling through all these opponents and still seeing almost 20 wins already. Yeah, right. It's It's been great for us. And um, you know, like I said earlier, coming in um, to the season, we had, you know, a big expectation, you know, for uh, this group of guys, and uh, we wanted to challenge ourselves. Um, we know um, our coach wanted us to get better and play against better competition, and, you know, all these teams we played has, you know, only helped us, you know, throughout the season, and, um, you know, playing teams like this um, is, is what prepares you for the postseason. So, um, you know, we're, we're blessed to be put in the opportunity to, you know, play in those big games, and, um, you know, it's only it's only made us better. Now, James, uh, out of the first 21 games you guys have played so far, is there any one or maybe even two games that you can point to and say, that's a game we really learned something very important about ourselves, you know, whether it was for, for good or for bad. Is there any game that really stands out this season as, as one that, that helped you guys out and has continued to help you guys out as this season has gone along? I think, uh, honestly, I think that just that Warrensburg game was really huge for us. We started out halftime we were down 23 to 13 i think we outscored them like 42 to 23 in the second half and overtime and i think that was a really huge moment for us in the season to uh hopefully get a top seed in the conference and just keep moving forward that was a really big one for us and came together and did as a team at the end of the game i think that was a big moment Talking with Tuscola boys basketball players Jalen Quinn and James Parsley. And uh, Jalen, obviously you and I have, have talked quite a bit over the last few years about college prospects and things of that, things of that nature. Maybe for, for those who don't know as much about your your journey, you're going to be going to Loyola up in Chicago to continue your uh, uh, basketball career after high school. Uh, I know you've been used to this throughout your career, but what has it been like this season in your final prep season just taking those best shots from all these opponents who are probably well aware of, of what you're capable of and what you're going on to do after this. Yeah, right. It's, it's been a challenge every night, um, um, you know, playing a good um, schedule. And then, you know, I got a target on my back every night, you know, and, I, and I've kind of got used to this over the years. Um, but, you know, just trying to keep keep my composure, you know, um, stay within the game and, you know, stay locked in with my team has kind of been the main thing. And, but no, it's been good. Really competitive throughout the season, and um, you know, I know I got to keep getting better. You know, with with everyone coming at me, so um, it's been fun so far. And you know, the season's been going good, and um, my teammates have helped me a lot throughout the season with it. So it's been good. And mentioning your teammates, James, obviously, uh, it's not one person. Uh, who can lead an entire village. Uh, it's got to be everybody in order to make sure you guys are winning the way you are. Uh, what has it been like being part of uh, this this entire cast of Tuscola players who, who can help out at any given moment and help lead this team to a win? Uh, and and also being part of a team where, you know, people are giving those looks to Jalen and maybe they, they overlook some of you guys. What has it been like to maybe show that, hey, this is more than just Jalen Quinn here in Tuscola. This is this is all of us here, all of the Warriors. Uh, I think it's just been really fun. We've uh, gone out there and done what we wanted to do so far this season. We've had a fun ride, and I think we're just trying to continue building on that, and that's, that's just the goal is to do as best we can all season. Now, Jalen, when this team is really clicking, I know I've seen you guys in person a few times, but for those who haven't or maybe who are planning to, when this team's clicking, what – can we really expect to see from Tuscola basketball uh, that, that allows you guys to be successful? Right. Uh, we talk about this all the time um, with our team. Just, you know, if, when we're in the right mindset, uh, when we got the right mentality coming into a game, uh, we know we can be a really scary team in, in 1A. And, you know, we bring a lot of energy, um, a lot of offensive power. And, um, and on the defensive end, uh, we bring a lot of energy as well. And that's kind of what turns our um, – uh, our defense turns into points, you know, on transition in. So, um, you know, but when we're locked in mentally, you know, we're, we're a really good team and we're a hard team to stop. Um, so, you know, it, it takes all of us to do that. And um, we all know that. And, you know, we, we got super high expectations of that. And that's what I think, you know, helps us, um, you know, push and get better throughout the season. And then, James, on the kind of the flip side of that coin, you mentioned, you know, injuries, but that's something that's beyond your control. So as far as stuff in your control, what is this team still trying to work on in order to make sure you guys can get even better for the upcoming conference tournament as well as the postseason? Uh, we're just trying to work on, you know, 
getting some kinks out and some uh, stuff defensively, talking more, just coming out, not coming out flat in games. We've had a, some struggles coming out flat against some teams, and we just trying to make sure we bring the energy from the jump against every game. Uh, every team, every game. So that's our, it's probably our biggest problem right now and what we're trying to just work on. And then that energy is certainly going to be needed in the uh, Central Illinois Conference Tournament, which starts at the end of the week over in Macon. I uh, know I, I was told the bracket's coming out tomorrow, but some good contenders for number one seed with you guys, Warrensburg, Latham, and uh, and uh, Meridian as well. And since you guys beat Warrensburg, I imagine it kind of comes down to Tuscola versus Meridian for that top seed. But, uh, Jalen, what's the mindset going into that really tough tournament? Um, You know, the mindset is, to win um ultimately and you know i don't think Tescola has won a conference championship in basketball so you know we're looking forward to be the first and um i feel like we put ourselves in a good position um you know to to be that top spot hopefully so you know we're, we're really excited to get out there and uh, have the opportunity to play against some of these good teams and you know hopefully um take it home so uh we know we're really excited for the opportunity and then james uh, like i mentioned at the top you two both being seniors many seniors on this Tuscola team how important has it been for you guys just to be able to have kind of a, a mostly regular season after what happened during your guys' junior years? Oh, it's been huge. You know, losing that last year, and you know, I still feel for the seniors last year, but then to actually have a mostly normal season this year, it's really been awesome. We've uh, had we just got big goals, and to actually be able to go out there and try and accomplish them is really, really great. Jalen Quinn and James Parsley of the Tuscola boys basketball team. You can catch them tomorrow night as they host Arthur Christian in a non-conference game. Guys, thanks again for joining me, and good luck throughout the rest of the season. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. Always glad to hear from our friends down in Douglas County. And when we come back on the U of I ROTC Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show, we're going to head over to Vermilion County, going to hear from Salt Fork girls basketball coach Brian Russell, and I'm also going to unveil my latest girls basketball top ten rankings. This week's Fighting Illini Army ROTC High School Prep Basketball Confidential continues now on News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. 615, Jim Ross with Colin Likas, Dave Leak, part of a uh, powerful four-hour window of sports coverage on the radio tonight. Uh, Brad Underwood, uh, plenty to say next. Papa Dells, talking Michigan State, talking the health of his team. Mm-hmm. That's all I got, Colin. Hopefully they, hopefully they get healthier. That's, yeah. <laughs> we can all hope for that. Uh, yeah, getting to uh, getting to see that great Purdue game in the in person, and then mm-hmm. watching the, the the kind of fall off in Kofi's absence against Maryland that was certainly uh, tough. But uh, this Illinois team has a lot of fight in it. They've dealt with some of the worst uh, injury issues among ranked programs this season. So curious to see how they respond. Busy Tuesday night for the, on the prep scene tomorrow as well. Monticello coach on the, the cusp of a milestone. That's right, Kevin Roy. Uh, had a chance at his 300th career win on Saturday against uh, Macon Meridian, a team we just got done talking about with Tuscola, a really good Meridian team. Couldn't quite get it done. So has another chance on Tuesday. Uh, doesn't get any easier as far as opponents go. Prairie Central, a really mm. good team again uh, against Monticello. If, if Monticello can't get it done then, the next opportunity, still really tough. It's St. Joseph Ogden. That's what happens when you're in the Illini Prairie Conference. You just get tough challenges constantly. Hey, we got a fun uh, stretch coming up, even though you're leaving town, right. Colin. I know it won't be as much fun, but uh, <laughs> Coleman Carradine Court will yes. be unveiled at Centennial High School the first week of February. I was a big fan of Coleman. He had some some awfully good teams uh, back in the mid-'90s. Yeah, it was before my time, but I've heard – before my time here anyway, but mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of good things about him, and uh, that is awesome that a man who is so well-revered and respected in the Centennial and the Champaign community is getting honored in that way. And the Centennial's gym is, is finally getting you know opened back up after mm-hmm. all the renovations that have gone on over in that area just uh, with the Unit 4 projects and things of that nature. We'll talk to Sonny Walker and maybe Anthony Figueroa, Carvel Ammons, uh, part of those uh, Coleman and Caradine teams that were uh, were special. Absolutely. Speaking of things that are special, uh, I got something delivered to me today. Uh, Illinois Basketball Coaches Association 50th anniversary calendar sent to me by a devoted listener of the show, Steve Daniels, along with a nice handwritten note in cursive. This is very nice. People don't write in cursive very much anymore. I like it. Uh, But yeah, this is a really nice calendar uh, for the year 2022. And uh, I, I wanted to pass along how you can uh, how you can get one of these as well by uh, uh, sending a check over to Basketball Museum of Illinois, 
uh, for $20 plus $4 in mailing costs. Uh, it's P.O. Box 8004 in Elburn, Illinois. Do you know where Elburn, Illinois is? have not been there. Okay. E-L-B-U-R-N. Uh, so, yeah, that's how you can get an IBCA 50th anniversary calendar if you want one. And thanks again to Steve, who I hope is listening now, for sending this over because there is some really interesting factoids on each each uh, month. They got these great spreads on oh, each like month and, along with uh, player and coach names uh, that I imagine would be birthdays on, on different dates. So this is really cool, and I'm looking forward to going through it sometime. Love here. me some IBCA. Uh, we'll be dealing with them a lot as the state finals return to town. We've got a couple neat projects that we'll involve them with mm-hmm. uh, involving – teams and uniforms and gyms and all that good stuff thank you ibca absolutely and one team who is certainly hoping to be at the state tournament although not here it will be over at redbird arena normal is the salt fork girls basketball program led by coach brian russell they won the vermilion county girls tournament last friday i caught up with coach russell to discuss that and more about his team Glad to be joined now on the Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show by Brian Russell, coach of the Salt Fork Girls basketball team that won the Vermilion County Tournament on Friday, knocking off Armstrong Potomac in the process. Brian, thanks so much for being part of the show tonight. Thank you for having me. Of course, and uh, I know we discussed it when it actually happened, but uh, now that it's had a few days to kind of settle in what does it mean to you and the girls to achieve this goal that you guys had from the start of the season and to to win county over six other teams it's an amazing accomplishment for the girls and um you know it means a lot we uh set set a goal at the beginning of the year and we were able to achieve it and i think it's going to help us push towards the end of the year and knowing that we can set a goal and achieve it this is your seventh season as the coach of the storm and the the Vermilion County tournament has just always been a big, a big challenge with how many good teams there have been. Uh, Take me through what this road has been like, just, you know, each team is different every year, trying to to get a team that can, you know, get this job done, trying to get the team prepared to, to achieve this really tough goal. One of the things that's so tough about it is you play, the competition multiple times and so every time you play somebody they get to know you a a little bit better and so that kind of um, happened this week with playing Oakwood and Armstrong multiple times Um, it was an extremely tough two games uh, but we were able to uh, withstand what they were trying to do to us and um, our girls executed the game plan really well and allowed us to to win the the championship the interesting dynamic about this team is you guys went undefeated during the COVID season last year uh, but you also graduated quite a few seniors from that team leaving this team obviously very young without even a single senior Uh, even though you guys set that goal early on of winning the county championship just doing it with such a young group what does that mean to you as a coach as well what does it mean to these kids it's something that as a program we've been able to teach the girls how to compete at a high level and i think the girls understand what we're trying to do um, from our defensive strategy and then our offensive strategy and when you have girls that are really good um, at both ends of the court that obviously helps uh, win ball games. Now, for those who maybe aren't as familiar with this tournament, I mean, there's plenty of, you know, other conference tournaments and even county tournaments that go on around the area, but I don't know that there are any that occur on top of what is typically an ice arena and obviously creates for a unique atmosphere. Also, no real backdrop behind either of the nets, so shooting can be difficult. How much does all of that add into just the difficulty of winning a county tournament? Uh, it's extremely difficult. Um, you're not playing in, in an actual basketball gymnasium, so it takes the girls a little bit uh, to get used to that shooting uh, background. And then, you know, obviously playing on top of ice, it makes it cold. Um, so just those elements themselves uh, make it, you know, difficult. And then playing extremely good competition in the county um, just being able to overcome each one of those um, adversities 
um, allows this to be a huge accomplishment for these these girls. Talking with Brian Russell, Salt Fork girls basketball coach, and just highlighting some of these girls. Uh, the junior class, uh, I know Shelby was on the court quite a bit during that championship game, even though she didn't score very many points. Carly's a bit more of a point scorer. you got Kaylee coming off the bench. Uh, this junior class, they might be overshadowed in spots by some of the younger players we're about to talk about, but how important is this junior class to what you guys are accomplishing and, and hope to accomplish moving forward? This junior class is so important uh, when it comes to the defensive end. They've been through the grind for uh, this going on their third year now. They uh, have a better understanding of the defensive philosophy um, where to be, when to be there, uh, just because they've been through it. Um, like you said, you know, last year's team, you know, because of COVID, didn't get to go uh, on in, in a postseason, but these juniors got to play with those seniors. And that allowed them to see how the defense uh, is supposed to work. Um, and so important, our team defense, uh, allows us to turn uh, some situations that maybe not normally would allow us to score to score. And um, the, those juniors uh, have a big part in that. And then your sophomore class, not quite as big, but one player I, I certainly want to mention, your daughter, Macy Russell, had a great freshman year as a as a track athlete and cross country as well, but qualified for state uh, in mid distance in track. And uh, seems like she's got a pretty good shooting stroke. Uh, how have you seen her develop on the court as well? You know, um, she's just an athlete uh, and she loves to compete. And um, so, you know, doing all the sports, she doesn't always get to focus on one thing, um, but she's put some time into her uh, ability to shoot. And uh, she does a really good job being um, that second or third, along with Carly shooting from the outside, um, that helps uh, Alexa um, get her shots. So, you know, she plays a vital role in the defense aspect, but she's also one that, that we look at in certain situations to get some shots up on the offensive end and, and then going to the free throw line hitting free throws to finish out games. She does a really good job with that. And you mentioned uh, Alexa, and that's uh, obviously your freshman sensation. You have a few freshmen on this team, uh, but none contributing more so than Alexa at this point, who scores quite a, a percentage of your guys' points and just seems very composed on the court, hit 10 of 10 free throws in the fourth quarter of that county championship game. I believe I maybe have asked you this on a, on a separate occasion, maybe not, but did you know exactly what you were getting with Alexa when she showed up on your team this season? Well, I've had the privilege to coach all these girls at the junior high level, uh, which I think also helps quite a bit. Um, so, yes, I knew what she potentially could do. Um, she also does some travel ball, AAU uh, basketball as well, which, you know, as all coaches know, the more uh, girls get to play on the court, the better they're going to be. And uh, she's developed uh, a work ethic um, on her own uh, with the help of her uh, family and AAU coaches. Uh, to develop some really good skills uh, that have helped her be successful on the basketball court. And then uh, we've been able to do a really good job of putting her in position to be successful. But she does a very good job of getting the, the other girls on the team in position to be successful. So working together has been a, a, a key role for us to get to where we are right now. And then moving forward, you guys are sitting at 17-5 and five on the season. You still, though, even after the county tournament is over, have some, some tough games coming up in Vermilion Valley Conference play. Uh, chief among them, your next two against Iroquois West and Watsika, two teams that have uh, won nearly as many games as you guys have. Uh, what will those two games in particular, not to overlook the three games you have after that, but those two games in particular, what will those do to help prepare your team for the postseason, which is right around the corner here? Well, I think our schedule 
uh, Mr. Dees, our athletic director, has, has put together a really good uh, schedule for us in terms of um, getting us ready for postseason. Uh, so these are just two more games that you can um, go into and use as, okay, what else do we need to work on? Um, they're going to be good tests. They're good teams. Um, you know, that starts tonight with um, Iroquois West coming to our place. And so coming off of the county championship, can we bounce back emotionally, uh, physically, uh, to be able to play a very good Iroquois West team? And then obviously the game against Watsika, going up to Watsika is going to be a, a very uh, important game for us and a bit big test for us. And so, you know, we're going to be able to see where we're at uh, definitely after these two games. All right, uh, Olivia Burge, member of that Salt Fork team, Salt Fork team mm-hmm. uh, submitted her high school confidential report. And uh, in Friday's paper, you'll see a team photo of Excellent. the storm celebrating with a county plaque. Olivia was right there on the sideline. She was uh, part of the cheer squad. Mm-hmm. She said hello to me when I uh, was on walking onto the court for the, uh, for the tournament that day. All right. Glad to see her injury that she suffered uh, earlier this school year has healed up nicely as well. She won a sportsmanship award. Mm-hmm. How about that? Excellent. All right. Well, you have a girls' top ten to uh, that uh, hopefully includes Salt Fork. It I'm does. not quite sure. It does. It's uh, Salt Fork. I think has been part of it uh, all season. I think they were even in the first one all the way back in November, uh, and they've certainly earned a spot in the top ten. But we'll see where they fall here in just a moment. Our number 10 team in this week's top 10 is the Tuscola Warriors, who have jumped back into the rankings at 16-6. and six. Winners of their last four games, they are going to be facing Shelbyville in a Central Illinois Conference tournament game tomorrow in the semifinal round. And our number 9 team this week, it's the Unity Rockets. Unity is 18-5 and five on the season. They've had a penchant for the dramatic lately, winning two of their last three games on buzzer-beating shots. Uh, they're going to try and win it the regular way tonight uh, when they take on Pontiac in an Illini Prairie Conference game. Rockets, one of the best girls programs athletically all around, all sports mm-hmm. uh, in our area. 100%. Our number eight team this week is the Watsika Warriors. They are 17-3 and on the season, coming off a win over Moments. They are going to visit Westville tonight in the all-W's matchup of the Vermilion Valley Conference. Our number seven team this week is the Prairie Central Hawks. Uh, another member of the Illini Prairie Conference. The Hawks are 17-6 and six on the season. They are hosting Chillicothe IVC tonight in, a pra- in an Illini Prairie game. And our number six team this week, same conference, St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. Spartans currently sitting at 15-6 and six on the season. Winners of their last two games try to make it three in a row when they visit Stanford tonight to take on Olympia. I'd have the Spartans a little higher, but that's just okay. me. It's it's tough to get into the top five right now, and you, you'll understand why, because our number five team is the Salt Fork Storm, who we just heard so much about. They're 17-5 and five on the season and have won their last five games, including the Vermilion County Tournament Championship over Armstrong. They are going to face a really good Iroquois West team tonight, a team that's won 15 games in its own right. And our number four team this week, it's the Clinton Maroons, the top-seeded team in that Central Illinois Conference tournament we just talked about. Clinton has the most wins in the area regardless of gender. They are at 23-4 and on the season. They will try to make it 24-4 and when they take on Warrensburg-Latham on Tuesday in a conference tournament semifinal. And our number three team this week, it's the Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond Knights. ALAH drops down a little bit after coming up short in the Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament Championship game. We will hear who they lost to next, but ALAH is 20-2 and two on the season. And our number two team this week is the team that defeated ALAH in that tournament final. It's the Tri-County Titans. Tri-County is 19-3 and three on the season, has won each of its last six games. The Titans will be hosting Arcola tonight, and we just might hear from their head coach a little later in the show. And our number one team this week, it's the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs. Let's go. Muhammad Seymour, 19-4 and on the season, defeated Normal U-High and Chatham Glenwood last week. They will try to pick up a win tonight uh, at Mount Zion in Apollo Conference play. Hey, we'll have a story in Wednesday's News Gazette about a neat uh, night at Muhammad. Saturday night was their coaches versus cancer uh, games, their boys and girls games, and uh, really hit home for the JV coach of the boys program, uh, whose son Ty is uh, battling leukemia. He was unable to uh, attend that game and and coach his boys, but he did watch it through the YouTube channel down in Memphis. 
and uh, kind of explains what an emotional night that was for him and his family. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing about that story uh, when you told me about it. Uh, definitely uh, definitely sounds like a, a heart gripper, tearjerker, whatever you want to call it, but hopefully a really inspiring one as well. Well, let's go ahead and take our next break on the U of I ROTC Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. And when we come back, as promised, we will hear from Tri-County Girls Basketball Coach Joe Morrissey. You're listening to the U of I Army ROTC High School Prep Basketball Confidential Show on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. You heard Gene Honda. It's the U of I ROTC Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. I'm Colin Likas with Dave Leak, and glad to be joined by a third person who I talked to earlier today, Tri-County Girls Basketball Coach Joe Morrissey. Talked with him about the success his program is experiencing as they gun for their third Class 1A state trophy in the last four years. Let's take a listen. Glad to be joined now on the U of I ROTC Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show by Joe Morrissey, head coach of the Tri-County Girls Basketball Team that's coming off a Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament Championship last week. Joe, thanks so much for being part of our show this evening. Thank you. And uh, what does it mean to you guys? I know this is probably a goal you said at the beginning of the year, but to win the, the Lincoln Prairie, especially with uh, how tough that championship matchup seemed to be on paper, uh, what's that mean to you and the girls to get this done? Uh, a really big deal for us. One of the things we want to do start the season now. That's one of our first goals. You know, after we get through the Thanksgiving tournaments and Christmas tournaments, and the next big thing up is to win that Commerce tournament and beat a really, really good Arthur team. I think they're ranked there in um, uh, Class Two A. So it's a really, really huge win for us. And I mean, coming in uh, into that game, it wasn't very easy to get there either. Cumberland. Uh... Uh, in the semifinal, put you put a scare into you guys. Just how much did uh, did that prepare you guys? That game with Cumberland prepare you for the final with Arthur as well. Uh, I think maybe you look a little bit past Cumberland. Cumberland is a really good ball team. Uh, they they only have eight girls, but I think six or seven to eight are all juniors and seniors, and they they they, they handled our stuff. We we tried to throw a couple new things at them, and they took which our thing our game is really really a lot of pressure, and they really handled our pressure really well. I think it was a wake-up call for us, and then we had a really good practice Friday and I think prepared us for Saturday. And uh, Arthur has just been, uh, as you kind of mentioned, they're ranked. They've been kind of steamrolling through a lot of opponents this season. What was the key to you guys slowing them down in the way you did, only allowing 33 points in that game? Well, I think, again, we were allowed four in the first half. Our defense was unreal the first half. We really we, – we, we've kind of switched from our 1-3-1 to a – Two three, it's really really extended two three trapping defense, and I, we really did a good job. The middle girl we worked on keeping her in front of us, and the seals girl who's a good player inside really worked on not let her touch the ball very much. Now I know we talked earlier in the season about uh, this team's got a a little bit of size, uh, maybe a little bit more than in some recent seasons, but I know that Arthur team's got some great size as well. Uh, ultimately, how did you uh, how did you feel you guys were able to to maybe mitigate some of their size during the course of that game? I, I think early we got we we, we, still, we still like to push the ball, and I think we beat them down four a couple times early and got some easy shots early, and then I mean, it's it really a battle. Well, I guess we only scored eighteen the first half. It's like five to one in the first quarter, and then we outscored them like eighteen to four at half. And really, it's really a kind of chess match thing. We executed our offense really well, and Bella Deli, who's our all stater from the last last two years, she had twenty three, and she made some really, really huge shots, and you know, we took care of things down the stretch and made some free throws and kind of finished things off. And I know early in the season you guys were dealing with not having a full roster, something that's affected a lot of teams uh, across the area throughout the, the season. At this point, are you guys pretty close to, to healthy? Uh, I, I've seen some of the girls who were missing back in the score sheets recently. I, I think I think you talked about the Cumber game. Well, I think the, the Barry girls, Sally Barry and Sammy McLean, who are kind of they're coming off the bench right now, but they, they, they were got out the whole month of December. We didn't see them the month of December with COVID issues and Come to the game, you know, I think we kind of weren't used to them playing with us, and then we, and then they both played really, really well. On the, Sammy's kind of our other big girl inside. She comes in and bangs around. Sammy's our point guard and leader type of girl, and getting her back was really, really huge. She did a great job leading us on on Saturday night. Talking with Tri County girls basketball coach Joe Morrissey and uh, highlighting some more of your girls, obviously. Bella Dudley's kind of the one who, who stands out most games. Uh, certainly uh, an all-state candidate over there. Uh, just how much have you seen her grow throughout these four years of high school, uh, especially with the team she came up with, uh, seeing 
a couple teams go to state back to back early in her high school career. I, I think there's Bella's a freshman. She came and she's a huge scorer in junior high, and she got she scored for she she scored ten to fifteen in that team. And when she's a freshman, she really scored, put them on the basket. And again, I, her sophomore junior year, and again this year, sophomore year, she's kind of secondary to uh, Taylor and Thaley. And, Taylor Berry, and now now this year she took over. She's a lead role. She, you know, she she could score thirty five if she wanted to. And I, I think she's really really stepped in to get the ball there, get other people involved. I, I, I we've had to talk over and over and over. You know, you can score thirty five, we're not going to be very good. But if you score your fifteen to twenty and get everybody else involved, we're a lot better. And she's really done a great job taking that role. And another guard who I've been impressed with looking at the statutes is Josie Armstrong, just a sophomore, but it uh, seems like a, another in your line of guards coming through the system who just goes out on the floor and produces night in and night out. I, I think you go back to the cover game again. She, I think on three or four consecutive sessions, she had picks, had some steals, and got us really going in the fourth quarter and now made some layups and really got us going. She's another one. You know, I think she's grown up around it. She was She's a neighbor of Shane Smith. He played for me about – five years ago and really, really kind of, she wears Shane's 14. That's she, she kind of follows after. Her. And again, you know, you, like I, I tell the girl, you mind what I'm telling her, we're going to be okay. And she has a great job with that. And you mentioned Thaley Berry as well, following in the footsteps of her two older sisters, Harley and Taylor only stand at five foot three, but it's just, do you see a lot of the, the older two Berry girls in Thaley when she's on the floor? I, I, you know, I think they're probably three completely different players. Um, Harley was more of an all-around. It could do anything. Taylor was a scorer. Now, Faye, Faye's more of a – she's our point guard. When she gets healthy here, she got a rolled ankle Friday in practice, and she's not 100%, but she's getting back. But um, she, she's our point guard. And, when she, and, again, like I said, she was out with the COVID. She had a friend that had COVID, and then she got COVID herself. So she missed the whole month of December, and she's getting back getting back healthy. And she, she's going to make us better when she can – she kind of handles the point guard role and gets the ball where it needs to be. And looking forward to your guys' schedule, 19-3 and three right now on a uh, six-game win streak going into tonight's game against Narcola, which should be a good matchup. And then you got two road games back-to-back against Cumberland and then that rematch with Arthur Lovingston at Wood Hammond. How much are you kind of looking forward to this stretch of games just to, to get these girls fine-tuned up for, for the postseason? I guess we know that the one tonight's going to be a tough one. We, we come down for a huge high on Saturday, and we got a Arcola kind of that's really close to Oakland, a big, big rival by one of our more rivals in the conferences against our Colas. So we got to get get there early and get them woke up a little bit, make sure we're ready to go. And then going to Cumberland, you know, we only beat them by four a week ago. And I and, and they're probably going to want some revenge against us. And then it's going to be huge going over. I imagine probably senior night we go to Arthur here and they're going to be fired up to get us back. And that's going to probably be for the – we take care of business here. These four, next two games, that'll be for the outright regular season conference title game of the – Lincoln Ferry Conference, so it's going to be huge over there. And like I tell you, you're going on the road and see how tough you are and how, how tough-minded you are, and you got to be able to handle things like That was Joe Morrissey, Tri-County's girls basketball coach. Like I said, his team is on a roll this season yet again. I, I, would, I would think that they're one of the favorites to make the Class 1A state tournament yet again. They made it, uh, they made it twice before the pandemic, uh, including a third-place finish just before the pandemic really took hold of the, of the United States in 2020. And no matter who leaves that program, who graduates, Joe Morrissey just has his girls ready to play night in and night out. And uh, they were ranked fourth in the latest Class 1A Associated Press poll after beating Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond, who is ranked ninth in Class 2A. There's a chance that Tri-County actually moves up, even though there's not a lot of room to move up at this point. Let's go ahead and take our last break of the night here on the show. When we come back, we are going to hear from St. Joseph Ogden boys basketball coach Kyle Duvall, also unveil our latest boys basketball top ten, as well as our newest athlete of the week. This week's Fighting Illini Army ROTC High School Prep Basketball Confidential continues now on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. 6.45, we are back in Champaign. You are with us for the rest of the way leading up to the Brad Underwood Show tonight. I am Colin Likas with Jim Rosso and Dave Leak. Glad to be joined now by our final guest of the show tonight, St. Joseph Ogden boys basketball coach Kyle Duvall, whose team is currently sitting at 15-4 and on the season, owners of a three-game win streak. Kyle, thanks so much for being part of our show tonight. No, no problem. Thanks for having me. 
And uh, you guys are, are looking good again. Not that you weren't looking good in the middle of the season, but obviously there was a little bit of a, a dip after the 11-0 start. You guys uh, dropped 4-5. Now, like I said, winners of three straight, heading into a rivalry game tomorrow night with St. Thomas Moore. How do you feel about the way this team has looked through the first 19 games of this season? I mean, I think every team at, at this point has some ups and downs, and especially when you have a, a young group like we do, um, you're bound to have those. Um, we just we have some young players. I think everybody um, recognizes Ty, but um, they don't realize that Ty's still a junior. And then we got a mix of freshmen and sophomores that are playing around them, um, which is a small group of seniors. So um, there's going to be times where you're going to have those those uh, young player moments uh, where they're they're kind of learning. And, and, and plus, last year we didn't get a a full year, so they're they're still growing and, and, and figuring out how to play hard at the varsity level, and you're you're bound to make mistakes and you're bound to slip up, and you have a you have a tough schedule to go along with it. So you you just kind of you try to learn from those games and, and figure it out along the way and get better, and hopefully at the end of the year you're playing your best basketball. Yeah, you talk about a tough schedule. I mean, I, I think back to the middle of December, you guys defeat Danville, then you defeat Bismarck Henning. Uh, and then you start playing the State Farm Holiday Classic in the small school pool, which there are no gimmies in that tournament, even in that 2-15 seed matchup that you guys had uh, against Tri-Valley. And you ultimately come up short against El Paso Gridley and Rockford Lutheran after defeating Tri-Valley and Quincy Notre Dame. Uh, just how valuable have you seen that tournament be, and how, how much has that paid dividends the rest of the way here? Well, you go into that tournament and you see teams, one, that you've never seen before, and then, two, you're playing some of the top teams in the state. I mean, both those teams that we lost to at the end are, are two of the top-ranked teams in, in the state in 2A basketball, and, and you just – it's a different it's a different type of play. Each game's a different type of play. Some games are really, really physical. Some games you're playing five shooters where they, they spread you out and they space the floor. Um, it's just – it's good for our kids to see all those different styles of play, and, and hopefully that pays off once you get to the postseason you see different teams like that. Now, I know this is more a question for Athletic Director Justin Franzen over there, but I have to ask, is there any chance we get the St. Joe Tuscola game back? <laughs> um, I don't know at this point. It's it's tough with with COVID, like if you're you're rescheduling games. Now we're in the conference schedule. It's It would be tough to, to fit them into the schedule in case we have a makeup game mm-hmm. because now we're looking at Wednesdays and Thursdays. Those have to be makeup games for conference if we get into that point. And and from now until the end of the year, we're basically Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, over and over and over again. And even this this weekend, we're we're playing on a Sunday, which is the mm-hmm. first time I think ever for the program to play on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, part of the Chicago or shootout, uh, if I if I'm correct. And uh, That's yeah, right, yeah, yeah, and you guys, uh, it's it's just getting tougher and tougher. You, you knocked off a, a Class One A receiving votes Effingham St. Anthony team over the weekend. Like I said, St. Thomas Moore's on deck. A 20 win Monticello team after that. Uh, you still got Bloomington Central Catholic. You still got Pleasant Plains. You still got Unity. You still got Paxton, Charleston. I mean, this team is going to be really battle tested going into the Class Two A postseason, isn't it? We are definitely going to be battle tested. We knew going into the year, and we told we told our guys this that this was probably the toughest schedule that we've ever played at, at St. Joag. And just you know, you you put the State Farm tournament, and then all the shootouts that we picked up along the way. And plus a, a conference that is just, in my opinion, is just loaded this year with um, really, really good teams. You just, if you don't show up one night on the conference conference play, you're getting beat. Um, and it doesn't matter who it is. It's just every game's a battle, and and you hope, like you said, that by the end of the year, all these tough games will 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 pay dividends at the end. Well, highlighting some of your players, uh, you mentioned Ty Pence, of course, uh, getting plenty of Division One interest as he has throughout his high school career. Saw him throw down a, a pretty sick reverse dunk uh, very recently, um, and, and obviously his exploits are well known. Uh, just uh, what growth have you seen in him, though, throughout the course of this season, especially knowing we, we had Jalen Quinn on earlier in the show, and I asked him about receiving his opponent's best shot constantly. What kind of growth have you seen in Ty with him knowing he's always getting your opponent's best shots out there? Right. Well, I think what he's he's learning to do is play off different defenses. He's seen about everything every night um, 
from from different zones uh, to different. Like, you know, we could see a box at one. We could see no help on him. Um, and he's seen about double team in the post. He's seen about everything, and he's learning how to play off of that and and move without the basketball and, and get better at coming off screens to where he's getting he's still getting quality looks. And he's seen his shot percentage go up because of that. You know, at the beginning of the season, and even during State Farm, he was trying to he was almost trying to break teams down one on one a lot and and almost too much to where. They had multiple help defenders in the lane just waiting on him, waiting on his drive. And now he's really working on his game of being hard to guard off the basketball. So when he doesn't have the basketball, he's nonstop in motion and coming off screens. And he's now finding that that's giving him some quality looks and, and better opportunities. And even when he catches it, he's still seeing doubles, but he's so he's such an advanced passer that he's able to see out of it and, and hit that open guy, and, and, and that's why a lot of other guys have had opportunities and games to knock down shots. Um, and that's one of the things that we talked about at the beginning of the season is one of the reasons we needed to work in the off season with our other guys is because, you know, they're going to get multiple opportunities with what he's seen defensively. He's going to see doubles and triple teams at times, and they're going to have wide-open looks that you just have to knock them down. And talking about those other guys around him, uh, who else in your mind has really allowed this team to get to the point where it is? Because obviously it's not just Ty. I know uh, Andrew Byers is a part of this big part of this team. Logan Smith, Coy Taylor. Uh, talk about those guys as well as any other guys you've really seen step up this season. We 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 know we had some guys that can knock down shots, and they just needed more experience. And and Logan was one of those. Um, unknown guys, along with along with Coy, at the beginning of the season, nobody really knew about him. Coy's just a freshman, and, and Logan's just a sophomore. And both of them obviously hadn't played a lot of varsity minutes, um, but we knew that they had the ability to uh, really feed off Ty. And and when he saw those those doubles and triple teams, they were able either able to attack the basket and get to the rim and finish, or or knock down open shots from the outside. And you know our big win last Tuesday. You know, Ty had a Ty had a big game, but it was it was really Logan that was the X factor at 19, and he he got to the basket and had a couple and ones and and hit a three, a big three early in the game, and and it's just other guys able to make plays that that really take all the all the pressure off Ty, where he's not having to do everything on the offensive end. Um, same with Byers. You know, he struggled with his shot earlier and earlier in the year, and now he's just starting to get his his, his shot back and more confidence in this game. And, and when he can score seven or eight for us and, and, you know, Logan can put up 10 to 15 and, and Coy's right around seven or eight, it, we're, we're a lot better that way. St. Joseph Ogden boys basketball coach Kyle Duvall. You can catch his guys tomorrow night hosting St. Thomas Moore in what should be a good Illini Prairie game at 7 p.m. Kyle, thanks again for being part of the show, and uh, good luck to you and the guys here moving forward. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'd love to see the Spartans make that run to uh, State Farm Center, kind of duplicate what they did a few years ago in Peoria. That's right, and uh, there was uh, there was a St. Joe presence at State Farm Center one week ago. Ty Pence was in the crowd mm. watching Illinois take on Purdue, pretty close to the floor, getting an up-close look. He has an offer from the Illini, of course, so uh, I'm sure he liked what he saw, even though Illinois came up short in that game. Good to know that St. Joe is in your top ten because I took a sneak mm-hmm. peek. You, ch- you cheated. Yes. <laughs> yes, just like with the girls, the St. Joe boys do have a spot in this top 10. Let's find out where exactly as we count it down this week. Our number 10 team this week is a little further west from St. Joe. It's the Oakwood Comets. Oakwood 17-6 and six on the season, salvaged its last game of the Vermilion County Tournament with a win over Hoopston area on Saturday. They are visiting Georgetown Ridge Farm on Tuesday and our number nine team this week is the Bismarck-Henning-Rossville-Alvin Blue Devils, the team that won the Vermilion County Tournament last week. 17-7 and seven are the Blue Devils. They will be visiting Watsika on Tuesday. Good Back to Oakwood, good to see Tim Lee honored at the uh, county mm-hmm. tournament. Uh, Well-deserved uh, recognition. Yep, yep, absolutely. 
And our number eight team this week, it's the Centennial Chargers. Chargers are 10-8. and eight. They defeated Danville in overtime to improve to 10-8 and eight on the season. They are going to be hosting Peoria Notre Dame on Friday mm. before they face Caneland on Saturday in a neutral court setting. Clearly the uh, top of the Big 12 area scene, yes. uh, the Chargers. I think the Chargers have put themselves there for sure. They own wins over Urbana, Central, and Danville at this point. Our number seven team this week, it's the Cerro Gordo Bement Broncos, sitting at 18-3, and three, currently involved in the Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament as the number two seed. They're going to take on Arcola on Tuesday, a team that they needed overtime to defeat last week, so it should be a good matchup. Hint, you're not done talking about this team yet. Yeah, there you go. Our number six team this week, jumping into the Illini Prairie Conference with the Prairie Central Hawks. Prairie Central currently 16-4 and after an overtime win over Pontiac. A lot of overtime games recently on our boys' basketball scene. But uh, Prairie Central going to be hosting Monticello tomorrow night in what should be a really, really good game. And our number five team this week, it's the Unity Rockets. Unity slides down a little bit at 14-5, and coming off a loss to Mountain Zion over the weekend. They will try to rally will the Rockets when they visit Bloomington Central Catholic on Tuesday. And our number three, number four team this week, excuse me, is the Iroquois West Raiders. Iroquois West continuing to make moves here. Uh, really impressive performance from them of late. 17-2. and two. They defeated Paxton Buckley Loda on Saturday. Good win for them. And they will visit Armstrong Potomac and Salt Fork later this week. Our number three team this week, you just heard from their head coach. It's the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. Spartans are 15-4, and four, as we said, hosting St. Thomas Moore on Tuesday. Our number two team this week, you heard from two of their players earlier tonight. It's the Tuscola Warriors. Warriors are 17-4. and We'll face Arthur Christian on Tuesday before jumping into the Central Illinois Conference Tournament with a seed to be announced. A lot of people in Douglas County uh, uh, picked the Warriors to be the number one team in the area. I'm just telling you. They're definitely in the running. It, it would have helped if they would have defeated this team earlier on in the season. It's our number one team, the Monticello Sages. Monticello, of course, defeated Tuscola in the Holiday Hoopla Championship game back in December. Monticello is coming off a loss, though. They lost to a state-ranked Macon Meridian team on Saturday. First loss in a little while for the Sages, who are 20-2. They will try to improve to 21-2 when they visit Fairbury for a game against Prairie Central on Tuesday. You know who's a huge fan of the Sages and the way they play defense is the one and only, the Hall of Famer, Lauren Tate. I thought you were going to say that. I, I, I think he's excited about them. He really is. And... We should be excited about our latest Athlete of the Week. Jim kind of hinted Sarah Gorda Bement might just be the recipient of this week's award. Probably a long time in the making for this individual. It's Connor Brown of the Sarah Gorda Bement boys basketball team. Pretty sure he's leading the area in scoring average around 30 points a game. It he's might a, even be more than that at this point. He's a baller. Yeah, he's a huge reason that the Broncos are playing as well as they are. Not the only reason, but a huge reason to be sure. Uh, they have a good chance of winning the uh, Lincoln Prairie Tournament, and he's uh, he's at the forefront of it. So congratulations to Connor, who we will have out next week mm. to accept his plaque. And that's a fun time. The UI Army ROTC folks uh, come to the News Gazette on Wednesdays and uh, deliver their uh, freshly made plaque, <laughs> which uh, you'll see on social media. You'll see in the paper the following Friday. You'll get some good run out of that. Yeah, it was uh, great to have Ethan Mockchi from Uni High out here mm -hmm. with his dad last week. They really enjoyed the experience being out here and uh, we want that we want more of that we're hoping uh, maddie reed enjoys her experience from unity on wednesday i won't be here mm -hmm. but jim will give her the grand tour of course yep not only do they get a plaque they get a tour of the news gazette the radio operation the whole uh, kit and caboodle well that's going to do it for the u of i rotc prep basketball confidential radio show thank you all for joining us tonight colin Lycus, jim rosso dave leak anything else to say jim well, uh, happy vacation. You've definitely oh. earned it. Well, uh, behave yourself and come back in one piece, Colin Likas. I'm going skiing. I can't get in too much trouble, hopefully. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week.